breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Okay, as you just heard in my monologue, um, the breaking news is that the lawyer said it's his laptop and who, who? what right do you have, Giuliani? What right do you have, uh, Mr. Computer Repair Guy? Uh, you, you, you didn't have any right. Uh, remember, it was an, an abandoned laptop, though, right? He, he literally walked in and handed it to Mr. Isaac. Uh, anyway, someone who wrote about this at the time, someone who uh, has uh, written about it uh, very persistently and consistently since then, and someone who is part of that dreaded New York Post operation and all the misinformation they were dishing out around the election in 2020, Miranda Devine rejoins us. Miranda, I'm trying to make heads or tails of the mishmash that Hunter's lawyers put out today, but they really honestly think Americans are stupid that that Rudy Giuliani or the, the the computer repair guy in some way committed crimes when it's likely that some of the stuff on the laptop has references to some of the classified information that is uh, that has you know been of people's peaked interest in recent days and that's that's on the lighter side of the stuff that's on the hard drive what do you make of this well, hi, Kevin. Um, I, I think it's really just uh, an attempt by Hunter Biden and his lawyers to go on the offensive. And uh, they don't really have much, so they're really grasping at straws. Uh, I, it's pretty obvious that John Paul MacIsaac, the computer repair shop owner, um, was authorised by Hunter Biden to open his laptop. And that's, you know, he has a work order with Hunter Biden's signature on it and his phone number and uh, so on. And uh, Hunter Biden and his father, Joe Biden, have been saying for now over two years that the laptop is, you know, Russian disinformation, or I think Hunter yep. said, oh, it might be mine, but it could have been stolen. Uh, but Joe Biden called it a Russian plant when he was on stage with Donald Trump in that final debate of the 2020 presidential campaign, he turned around and said that it was basically Russian disinformation. He called it a Russian plant. And he cited five former CIA directors who had signed that letter, um, uh, you know, that very dishonest letter, uh, claiming that the laptop was in fact Russian disinformation, although they put it a little differently. They said, has all the earmarks of a Russian information operation, which is uh, technically, I guess, in their mind, something different. But they knew that everyone would hear it as Russian disinformation. And so that's the way Joe Biden described it. And it was uh, basically that's how the rest of the media treated it as just um, a Russian propaganda operation. And so the story was ignored and the American people was denied the due diligence they should have had on one of the candidates for president. And Joe Biden now sits in the White House. And as you say, there are problems with his classified document scandal that are now seeming to overlap with Hunter Biden's laptop. And of course, that uh, Delaware investigation that's been going on since 2018 by the US attorney there into Hunter Biden and his business dealings. Yeah. Well, so here's what I'm curious about. You, you, you mentioned the five CIA, CIA guys, which I had uh, forgotten about. There's so much about this uh, total story that I think most of the country has forgotten, and yet almost every little jot and tittle of it 
is of magnificent importance. If if this all kind of unravels at the rate at which it looks like it's about to, uh, and you're going to have hearings in the House, and there's going to be people asking really direct questions, people like Jim Jordan and others that are not going to take you know silly stuff for answers. Um, it 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 would appear now that at the very minimum amount, you've got a web of a conspiracy here that whether they knew that they were acting badly or not, they certainly weren't telling the truth when the CIA uh, people signed that letter and so forth. But they're just that's just one small part. You've got all of these all of these different parts and pieces moving in the direction of trying to cover this up, trying to sub uh, to subvert the the actual truth from getting out there. I mean, this is a major, major scandal, and it, it traps, to me, dozens of people. Uh, and I think you're going to get one or two of them to eventually turn. What do you think, Miranda Devine? I, I think so. I mean, already um, we're getting whispers that uh, the James Comer's Oversight Committee hearings and Jim Jordan as well um, have got some members of Hunter Biden's circle uh, talking to them. Uh, they can subpoena these people. And, of course, there have been a lot of whistleblowers from the FBI who've come forward to talk about, um, you know, the other half of this story, uh, which is the cover-up. Right. And like Watergate, it may end up being worse than the original story of corruption. Uh, it clearly involves the FBI, who had that laptop since December 2019 when John Paul MacIsaac handed it over to them. Uh, and... Um, and and they also they buried that, but they also buried the information in the five and a half hour voluntary interview that one of Hunter Biden's former business partners, Tony Bobolinsky, gave. Yes, I forgot about that. The yeah, 2020 election. Yeah, he handed over the contents of three of his phones. He was very concerned about Joe Biden and about um, his involvement with China and the potential uh, danger to national security. And uh, he wanted the FBI to be aware of it. And again, from the whistleblowers and also from the, the FBI's lack of action and lack of follow-up with Tony Bobolinsky, um, we uh, hear that the FBI, again, that same cabal within the Washington field office uh, and headquarters, I'm assuming, um, covered it up. They just buried it and locked it away to ensure that other agents um, who weren't in on their gig uh, didn't access it. I guess there. I mean, John Paul MacIsaac is suing Hunter Biden for defamation. Yeah. Um, this could be some kind of retaliation. You know, it comes just uh, a week before um, the uh, James Comer's Oversight Committee starts its hearings into this. Um, basically, all the disclosures from the laptop from hell, uh, and that includes their first hearing. They'll be hearing from James Baker, the former FBI lawyer, top lawyer, who was instrumental in all the Russia hoax uh, stuff, and uh, he then uh, fortuitously turns up at Twitter eight months before the 2020 election (laughs) as their second-to-the-top lawyer. Uh, So James Baker will be testifying under oath, and so will um, another of Twitter's lawyers who was involved in suppressing our story. They censored our story the day it came out, October 14, 2020. Um, and uh, also there will be a, another guy called Yoel Roth, a former Twitter employee who uh, was basically the chief censor, and he was, again, instrumental in censoring the New York Post when we published that first tranche of 
emails from the laptop. And uh, he has said in another uh, deposition um, uh, or a sworn statement uh, in a separate lawsuit, he has admitted that the FBI came to Twitter and warned them about um, a, a, basically a dump of Russian disinformation. And uh, that was before the 2020 election. And the FBI warned them that it would come likely in October and might involve Hunter Biden. So they were kind of groomed. Sure, sure does seem like they were prescient on that. Uh, wow. wonder mm-hmm. how they knew that was coming. Hey, if you're wondering how Miranda remembers all this stuff, she wrote it all down in her book, Laptop from Hell. Uh, it's a bestseller and kind of the definitive work on what was there. Miranda Devine, never miss her in the New York Post and uh, watch her on Fox News. Miranda, thanks for being with us. Terrific. Good to talk to you. Bye-bye. You got it. There she goes. Kevin McCullough, come on right back.